Is this art good? The taste of luxury is the taste that I can taste. Every time I take a pee, it's the taste that I can taste. Oh, the luxury, the taste of luxury. How does it taste? It tastes like luxury. Wow, Devin, that was great. Uh, what a beautiful just like tune to carry us into this uh, into this lovely piece of media that we're going to examine today. Thank you. I was really stretching the the lower limits of my baritone, like you know, really trying to get get down there. You know, get on down there. Get on down yeah. there. Get on down to Bill's Bargain Barn, where we got bargains <laughs> and yarn. I was thinking today, Alphonse, about um. You know, there's some difficulty. I was thinking about overcoming adversity. What we're about to review is really a series about overcoming adversity in the face of adversity. Over, over, <laughs> what is it? Overcoming adversity. It's about over advertising. No, overcoming adversary, adverse, not. <laughs> it's about, it's about it's overcoming about- <laughs> adversity in the face of luxury, really. It's about adversaries coming. What? They become adversaries at the end. That's the big twist. That is really the twist of this, and we will get to that, but first, we've got to start at the beginning. As most things do. Devin. Yes. What did you think of this show's opening? Oh, the-, the opening that it does every episode. I was actually curious. Well, first of all, what is this show? Uh, this show right here is Is This Art Good, the podcast where we determine whether some art is good or not, but what show are we hey, that's reviewing? Us. Yeah. We are reviewing Taste of Luxury, which is a... Uh, limited web series on the McElroy family YouTube channel. Uh, it's made by the oldest brother, Justin McElroy, and his best friend, Dwight Slappy. Right. And they're a bunch of like podcasters. They've got like D&D podcasts. They've got some other podcasts. Yeah, yeah. They're like pretty popular guys. Like they're minor. Yeah. Are they minor web celebrities or are they big time, big deals? I'd say they're like... I would say they are like mid-tier web celebrities. They aren't like, you know, the most popular Twitch streamers or anything, but like I don't right. really care about that. So, fuck it. None of them have the blue hair and like look like DJs. <laughs> yeah, so I thought like Ninja DJs, was but... a DJ. Like a fucking yeah. EDM artist. Yeah, no. Don't worry. Less talented than that. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't <laughs> well, never mind. Well, Whether well, it takes talent to live stream video gaming is possibly going to be uh, discussed in our next episode. So fucking chill out. <laughs> okay. I don't, I don't know. Not you. You're pretty chill, man. Like just in I'm, general. I'm a chill guy. Uh, yeah. So Taste of Luxury is the show. It takes place in Huntington, West It's a West show about Virginia. streamers with blue hair. It's not. <laughs> blue. It's not. Yeah, I, some, one time I made a wig out, a blue a wig out of blue streamers. <laughs> you know, like just flowing for, for any reason or just for the purposes of making this joke. Really? Oh, that's cool. It's kind of cool. <laughs> it's pretty cool. I, yeah, I'm a pretty cool guy. One time, actually true guy. story. One time I wore a hot pink wig to Alphonse's great grandmother's house. <laughs> do you remember that i barely remember that oh my and so i think said, i remember that we went over um it was rose i think she was very old yeah. yes and we went over to keep her company watch jeopardy or whatever rest in peace alex trebek and grandma rose incidentally um <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, I wore a fucking pink wig in there, and uh, whoever was coming out, another one of your relatives was like, don't you dare wear that in the house. You will give grandma a heart attack. And so I had to take it off and leave it in the front porch and grab it on the way out. (laughs) Was it my mom? No, it was one one of your aunts or aunts. Huh. Yeah, I guess that side of the family is pretty lame. 
Well, I wouldn't want to give anybody a heart attack. Well, yeah, I suppose so. (laughs) I guess so. I guess you wouldn't want to give my grandma Rose a heart attack. I I wouldn't. I didn't then, and I don't. Obviously, I didn't then. That's why I took the wig off. You'd have a hard time doing it now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Fucking should be stone cold. (laughs) Oh, Okay, so here's the thing. We had a recording failure, and there is just a, an energy in the studio today. Uh, <laughs> We're not supposed to talk about the failures, only the successes. <laughs> no, it's fine. Okay. So let's 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 uh, steer this careening fucking car. Yeah, let's segue uh, back onto the road. Let's segue back up into a handicapped parking spot. <laughs> <laughs> Devin, you shouldn't park there. You're not handicapped. Oh, sorry. You go ahead and fucking do it then. Yeah, thank you. you fucking- I will park right in. There was a really good bit about segways and me getting to go first in the parking spot before, but now we we've uh, created some sort of uh, simulacrum. Simulacrum. It. Yeah, it's kind of weird to like refer to a recording that literally doesn't exist. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, this is the episode well- you're not hearing, <laughs> and you're hearing the episode you're hearing. Welcome to Is This Art Good? We are tasting luxury today. I'm licking it. I'm luxury, licking that luxury. Luxury comes to us in the form of um, Slim Jims and or Pepperettes and Kraft Singles cheese slices, doesn't it? And a beautiful boat with and, some beautiful music on it. Yeah. So I want to talk about, you know, we'll just go in chronological order of the episodes. Alphonse gave this to yeah. me because why? Why did you give this to me? So I gave this to you because... This is a show about two best friends wandering around their hometown and kind of bugging their neighbors um, right. to a degree. Uh, and and that just reminded me of like us hanging out in Tweed, trying to like find anything entertaining to do uh, for many, many years. Yeah, we were pretty successful. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But, you know, we would, um, you know, we would do things like change the letters around on signs and you know yeah 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 at one point what was really interesting was at one point i had a friend who worked at don woods fuels which is one of the gas stations she said you know somebody changed our sign to something really vulgar last <laughs> night and i was like i don't remember exactly what we put but i was like well we didn't put anything that was that vulgar right right i said it was like what did it say and she said it said this in whatever the phrase was and i was like that's weird which means somebody had come around after us and undone yeah. our switching of the letters into something <laughs> way more profane, which I think is funny, but also just like, yeah. why you gotta, why you gotta do me like that, pal? Yeah, we worked hard on that. Yeah, we used to sit and like write out because it was on the way between our houses, right? So yeah, it was literally like where we would meet up. Yeah, and like if I was biking to your place, I would make a note of what the sign said, and then I would go write it down, and then we would come up with all yeah. the different acronyms and stuff. <laughs> big brain big brain lads big brain lads and that's that's like that kind of small town shenanigans is what this reminds me of like huntington seems to be like you know bigger than our hometown but it's a very yeah. small little city right I, I mean our our hometown did not have a mall even though this clearly seems like to use another local example it seems like the bayview mall in belleville where like everything's like yeah. half shut down and it's just like you know, yeah, I was going to say it feels very much like it's the size of Belleville. Yeah. Uh, which was the nearby what? city to our hometown. Well, let's find out what size. What size is Huntington, West Virginia? It's probably a lot bigger just because of the states, right? No, it has a population of 46,000. So it's about the same size as Belleville, which is so quite small for the U.S. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um. Yeah, anyways, this sh- this is a show about these two lads trying to achieve luxury with as little means as they have. Right. And they don't they yeah. really have well, it becomes explicit to us in the first episode they have $113. <laughs> and so they go they go to this travel agency, RX Travel Doctor or something, and they meet a lovely woman named Patty who is uh She's kind of the touchstone for the majority of the the episodes. What I really liked about Patty was that 
at first it introduced like we're going to the best travel agency in town to see Patty. <laughs> and then the second episode, yeah. it was like, we take another trip to the best travel agency in town to see Patty. And then the third episode, it just showed the travel agency. So it was like very obviously establishing a rhythm. Yeah. Like here's where they go when they need this kind of help. Patty's yeah. like travel mafia. Yeah. Yeah. And and Patty is like so important to this show, like these scenes in particular, because it gives, you know, if if it wasn't for her, this show would basically be like, we want to go do a thing and then we do a shitty version of it. Right. Yeah. But Patty in here, it's like there is now a narrative reason to show Dwight and Justin like bargaining themselves down to this like shitty version of what they want. Yeah. So the example in the first for for people who don't want or haven't seen this uh in the first episode they want to go on this luxury cruise it's not uh, specific i don't think where they're taking the cruise to um Mm -hmm. they mention going to one of the fucking mexican places that starts with a c it's escaping me right now um (laughs) cancun no cozumel cozumel that's ah uh and they're like well there's got to be a way to get to cozumel somehow and they're like well what if we you know what if we bring our own food what if we don't what if we drive there to where the cruise mm-hmm. is and we don't fly what if we share a room you know on and on and on like this and then eventually it's like okay Pat, we have 113 dollars. what can we do and they end up getting a, a a pontoon boat ride with like patty's family friend or something <laughs> yeah which is great and and they have all the luxuries they've got a bag of wine they've got some uh pepperettes or little pepperoni sticks uh, yes they've got some good cheese. You know, it's a good day. Good cheese. Good day. Good cheese. They got some crackers. Look like some Ritz, maybe. I thought they were, they were more like digestive cookies, which was really weird because those are sweet. Yeah, not good with the cheese, probably. No, but I mean, the the cheese like I really don't like craft cheese. Everybody's like, oh, craft. Mm. It's name brand. It's fucking weird. It always seems like and those those singles slices seem like plasticky weird. They kind of taste more like cheese whiz than cheese. They, you know, they yeah. presumably for one hundred and thirteen dollars, they could have at least gotten like the the Costco pack of real cheddar cheeses. <laughs> yeah. Cheddar yeah. slices. I like to put those on my burgers. They're good. They make that's a little mm-hmm. piece of luxury for me in the summertime. Couple of burgers. And if I have those Costco cheese <laughs> slices, I feel like I'm living the dream living the dream truly yeah and you know y- you're a musician so yes for yourself you can just you can just serenade yourself right not everybody you know? has that luxury yeah, yeah some people have to pay for a different sort of luxury yeah some people have to get the boat captain to sing for them and you <laughs> know he does a he does he does a good job he does a good job i I would the the word I would use is serviceable, fine, decent sings. <laughs> he does a sings job. Sound is produced from his diaphragm, and it isn't bad. No, this the boat captain sings what God bless America in the most. He's very <laughs> emotional, right? He emotes. He's emotes into well. it. Yeah, he emotes well. Um, mm-hmm. But it's just not. It's like. You know, average guy, like average karaoke guy. And and you can see through that whole scene, like Justin is about to lose his mind. Like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So <laughs> I wonder he's playing up like how much he's like being fancy and being into it. But like you can see the corners of his mouth like he's like about to break. Yeah. So all these people, they're just real people in the town, right? Yeah. Yeah. These are just their neighbors. You know, Patty and the pawn shop people and the but but the boat guy too. like he's actually like this. It's weird with the boat guy. It's like (laughs) I don't know. He barely says anything. I know. He just sits there (laughs) while they're like, you want some? Uh, Oh, you're right. You're driving. (laughs) Whatever. (laughs) They just go. But it's like they probably like we're like, okay, we need you to be like dead silent, but just give us the most awkward energy possible. Man, totally. This has that awkward energy is very much like Zach Galifianakis between two ferns, like interview energy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's something that works really well for me. It's not something that I thought was like terribly original. Like, obviously, it's used that that same vibe is used in a lot of different things. But um, yeah, nevertheless, it's something that I like. I feel like it's done in a very like soft way here where like it's not. 
it's not super absurdist. It's it's very mundane. Right. But it it's like that same level of awkwardness. And I really I really enjoy that. And it's to a degree, it's like the mundanity of it that makes me feel like connected to it in that like it reminds me of us hanging out. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think a good example of that. Can we go to episode two? Yeah, for sure. Okay. Um, I think a good example of that is so episode two is they go to the spa. Mm. They want to have the spa. And so every episode opens up with like them sitting in this like cabin. Yeah. Or co- I thought it was like a cottage or like a den. It seems very like warm and cozy. And they've got like their smoking jackets and Converse sneakers on. <laughs> Which is yeah, which is good. Um, <laughs> just a good combo. Just a good combo. And don't forget, don't forget the turtlenecks under the smoking jacket, which change, which is nice. That's the part of the uh, outfit that does change. I like to imagine it's just a dicky, like it's just the the neck part. Oh yeah, that's weird. <laughs> Why? Yeah, is that called a dicky? Yeah, I learned that from Venture Bros because Doc Venture always has the fucking dicky on. Nice, nice. That's a really good one. <laughs> it's a good look. Yeah. Not very many people I know that know that know Venture Bros. Kind of an obscure yeah. one. Yeah, check that out, folks. It's yeah, good. sure, it's pretty good. Sorry, you were saying before I got <laughs> um, on Dickies. <laughs> oh, just this. So, so the way that the show opens, right? It opens with like the shot of the fireplace, <laughs> which I couldn't remember what the name of that piece was. I really should know it, but. And they have uh, they have this shitty painting. They have these different shitty paintings depending on the episode. Yeah. Um, some of them shittier than others. Uh, this one in particular, I think kind of like looks insane to me because it's this dude laying down and he's got like the cucumbers or lemons on his eyes. But the way that the painting is done, it literally just like, he looks like he has like round glowing, like yellow eyes. Yeah. And the perspective is all fucked. Cause he's like laying towards the camera, I guess, or the painter. Yeah. And his, he looks like a tube, like a weird, like a bad prism. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very strange. All the hands look really weird. And like the painting looks like it's done on like satin or silk, like one of those really weird fabric paintings you see at like Value Village. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And they're all like, they're all vaguely relevant. They're, the paintings are supposed to be of the thing that they're going to go do, right? Yeah. So the first yeah. one is like a bad cruise ship. And this one is a, this this person receiving a 20 hand massage yes which is the friend's goal for the episode yeah it's the height of luxury um so they visit patty with the uh you know the request and uh yeah i mean long story short they don't fucking do it so they go to the park and ask <laughs> real pe- real people to massage them no wait no 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 first they try to give themselves a spa day which is very crucial yeah um, oh man i love that scene <laughs> That definitely felt, <laughs> I, I feel like whole, the conviction with which I'm about to say this might be questionable, but that definitely felt mm. like something you and I would put together. Like, absolutely. Yeah. Just like <laughs> yes, rubbing, absolutely. like making our own like fucking facial scrubs with just like sugar and ground almonds and just like and cream. It- and I think I think he puts he says he's putting quinoa in, but they're like clearly chia seeds. And and Justin's yeah, just yeah, like, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, that's that's nice. Yeah. The sugar in there. <laughs> it's good. I don't. Yeah, that's fucking bizarre. And so anyway, they're like, he gets a cup massage. What the fuck is that thing that like? Sucks? Yeah. Yeah. And he says it. He says it feels like a bunch of raccoons biting him or something. <laughs> yeah. The uh, yeah, that's not good. That's not good. I think the, I would I would try a cup massage. Yeah, sure. That scene is so good because it like it keeps building up with this like weird like homoerotic energy as like mm-hmm. you know Justin's rubbing like oil over his buddy who's on the massage table and then like starts climbing on top of him and then it's just like is this working for you? No. <laughs> and then they're just in the bath <laughs> yeah. together looking frustrated. Yeah. They're just like, oh, man, yep, that sounds <sighs> right. That sounds sounds like us. That sounds like us, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, good and times. Then, yes. Good times in the bath, you and I. Uh, good times, good times. <laughs> uh, yeah, cut to them in the park. <laughs> Sorry, I had to stop reminiscing. Um, cuts mm-hmm. to them at the park and they're 
<laughs> I got him. Yeah. You know, folks, and they're asking you might a bunch not of think strangers. It, no, hold on a minute. Folks, you might not think that there can be a lot of sexual tension over a video call. And there's not. You'd be wrong. Oh? <laughs> oh. Whoops. <laughs> Is that just me? <laughs> I'm I'm not sexually tense. Mm. I'm sexually loose. <laughs> Devin is very sexually loose. That's the other. That's the other option, right? Yeah. yeah. If you're not tense, you're loose. So se- the opposite of sexual tension is sexual looseness. I'm sexually just right. That's good. I'm sexually Goldilocks. Yeah. Wait, there has to be another option then. Oh, I guess the third option is it's the good one. But one of the bears also has to be right. Man, what if the plot twist to Goldilocks was that she was the middle bear the whole time? And the other two are her parents. Yeah. And there's no, she just has amnesia and finds her own house. <laughs> You're a bear, Goldilocks. I'm a what? No, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. I'm gonna fucking knock your arm off. That would make sense. You are a bear. Uh, man, we're staying on topic today. <laughs> There's no such thing as topic. So they go to the park, right? Yeah. My blinders are on now. I'm like a racehorse. So they go to the park. <laughs> yeah, I'll do that and too. They, uh, yeah, this helps <laughs> if you put your hands beside your face. Me and Devin are physically blinding ourselves and just looking at the mic. Oh, physically blinding? Here, let me grab that uh, pen and then just put... No, I'm kidding. Yeah, um, get, it, get it in there. That's terrible. So they go to the park and they say, let's find these people that are totally going to massage us. Yeah. And so they go up and ask, you know, random people, hey, do you mind participating in a 20 person or 20 hand massage with my friend and I? We both want 20 hands on us. And they actually get some people to say yes. They all just fucking go for it. They're like, yeah, sure. You know, Um, which ends up being a terrible, terrible experience. Oh, yeah, I can imagine. I uh, they get this fucking vape dude to to help them out. And like he's just vaping the whole time he's talking to them. He looks like he's like in his late 30s and just decided to start vaping as hard as possible. He's living that vape life. Dude, yeah. I I think the moment that they dismiss the crowd, he like immediately goes for the vape and walks away. He does. Actually, first he sniffs his hand. He's the one who has his (laughs) hands in Justin's hair and he's like massaging his hair. And then he he goes like Kind of looks like he's scratching his face, but it just like it looks like he's sniffing his fingers. And then he takes out his vape with the other hand and walks away. You know what that is? A fetish? No, it's it's him discovering the new vape flavor. Hair. Justin's hair. Justin's hair. Justin. Justin McElroy's hair. Justin McElroy should stick to audio because he is not a handsome man. (laughs) I think I think he's. He's a he's a doughy man, but I, I think he's cute. I think he's all right. I don't think he's cute. Um, I'll, I won't retract what I said, but I'll put a more positive spin on it. Justin McElroy has a character face like Jim yeah, Carrey. Yeah. Um, but Jim Carrey is more of a he's able to manipulate his face to create characters. Justin McElroy just looks like a character already. He looks like a real life person that someone would design. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's it's like the same thing as like uh John C. Riley, who we talked about in our last episode. Yeah. Like very, very much like an everyman type face. Very characteristic. Yeah, yeah. You know, we need more of that. Get out of here with the fucking <laughs> Ben Afflecks of the world. Yeah. Don't Ben Affleck at me. Yeah, Ben there done that. <laughs> ben there don't that. Gone girl, more like gone boy. And the boy is Ben. At, gone, Ben. ben g- Ben's gone. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Hold on. Episode just pause. three. No, is no. A just wait. Show. Just wait a minute. That might have been like the fucking hardest. I'll tell you something. That might have been the hardest I have tried not to laugh at something that you've done because I thought it was so stupid. <laughs> but. I really liked it. So thanks. Thanks for that, pal. Oh, thank you. I'm, I'm glad that you didn't laugh at my joke, but you did congratulate me. <laughs> I, well, see, some things need to be given recognition and sometimes. Right. And that's one of them. Yeah. So let's talk about let's talk about the fashion show. Episode three. Yes. So there's something about um, <laughs> there's something about the first of all, the concept of now 
Yeah. Which I really, <laughs> which I really like. Um, you know, it's so like hot fashion, hot fashion, you know? Yeah. Hot. Hot. Yeah. H-A-U-T-E. It's so hot fashion. Hot couture. It's garbage, right? That was then. This is now. Yeah. Live in the now. Live in the now, man. Yeah. So we're talking about, speaking of haute couture or haute fashion, we're talking about their Converse, right? The fact that they've got these smoking jackets on and khakis and then the Converse sneakers. And that that's yeah. supposed to be like the, you know, the casual part of their outfit, which is goofy. I think it's it's possible, though, that that could actually be the luxurious part of a uh, like a rich person's outfit right right if you think about it like you what if your feet are always stuck in these fucking pointy ass shoes all the time and you just want some you know some nice worn in canvas sneakers yeah and i can feel i feel like you know there's like this they call it i'm saying this with quotey fingers like the homeless chic which is like a thing that's like right, in right. high fashion which is bad news anyway yeah i was just thinking in that kind of in that kind of vein and it reminded me of the fact that uh, Noel Fielding, do you know who that is? Uh, the name's familiar. So he's one of the people in The Mighty Boosh. He plays old Greg. Right. He's also uh, one of the hosts of the Great British Bake Off, Great British Baking Show. And he's a big deal in England. So fucking right. Fendi hired him to do art for their new menswear collection. <laughs> okay. And it will, I'll make a note to put up something of his on our uh on our supplemental material for this episode because it is it's bizarre dude like his art not to talk about the actual quality artistic merit of it but it's like right. yeah that is some shit that would be on like some fucking high fashion nonsense you know what i mean of course of course yeah, yeah. so that's kind of what this fashion show episode reminded me of you know, the canaries in the coal mine of tomorrow is the fucking line that they say. God. <laughs> yeah, I think the only the only Gucci collection I care about is their crossover with Jojo. So of course that exists. Yeah, that is real. <laughs> yeah, because all of the fucking characters in Jojo just look like they're wearing fucking Gucci stuff all the time. All of the characters in Jojo part six are named after fashion brands. <laughs> specifically i'm shaking my head (laughs) (laughs) anyways uh yes fashion show yeah so i love the shirts they come out with though oh they're beautiful they're wonderful designs i would wear them i would actually wear them i would 100 percent wear those and it wouldn't be a joke at all i would wear the one that says brunch Oh, oh, what's my favorite fucking I like the pumpkin spice. Yeah, that's a good one. And he comes out and he's like air drinking the latte. <laughs> they they lean so hard into that bit in this dead ass mall. And I have to respect it. Like, <laughs> I, I mean, they do it just as well as any real fashion model would do it. They're really thinking yep. that, you know, we're going to make it on this. That's the thing with these yeah. characters. They're They're really like the way it comes up. In the canon is well, you know we're 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 gonna make it big, right? Yeah, we well, you know how all these celebrities have like fashion lines. Yeah, well, we should probably have a fashion line since we're gonna make it big. You're right. And then they go and they design the fashion line immediately. But it's so like I can't I can't shake the feeling that what they come up with would totally just be a fashion line for real that people would pay hundreds of dollars for. And it and you know what you would think that they would get it printed onto the shirts instead of using like the the little string paint stuff that they're using fabric marker shit. Yeah. No, it would be sold with the fabric marker shit. One hundred percent. You want the texture, absolutely. Man. You want the texture. Yeah, it's all about the texture, you know. Or sewn in by Indonesian children. Probably not Indonesian children. They would probably get like Italian children to do it because it's that expensive. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And Italian children <laughs> yeah. still have small hands. Everybody knows that. Well, it would it would be made in Italy, but it would be Moroccan workers, just like the fucking olive oil industry there. Right, right. It's well, it's I mean, Morocco's so close. Did you know that Morocco's like the Caribbean of Europe? Huh. I did not know that. Yeah, it's like where they go on vacation and shit. Yeah, like English people. I mean, everybody who follows us send me a message, tell me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure that's like, you know, we would be like, oh, I'm going to Mexico, I'm going to Cuba. We, North Americans, not you and I. Yeah. Apparently, 
English people, Europeans are like, I'm going to Morocco. Oh, that seems cool. Yeah, because it's right on the north. It's like just south of Spain. So it's like in the, you know, vicinity. Yeah, yeah. I make a uh, Moroccan peanut tomato soup sometimes, and it's lovely. So I made that once. Now, that recipe calls for too much fucking peanut butter. Personally, that was it was an over an absolute overload. So I think that was like using my recipe that I had altered. And I think I did something wrong. Yeah. When I gave it to you. So I think I fucked up on that part. Yeah, it was actually I love peanut butter. And that was horrendous. Like this was like it was like eating peanut butter and cumin or paprika <laughs> i was like yeah uh, yeah that was that was probably no. a mistake yeah i'll give you like a new updated one when we're not recording the podcast about this episode right hey maybe that's our other supplemental material is alphonse's take on moroccan peanut tomato soup sure sure it's a great recipe it's super easy um okay wait let's talk about the show though <laughs> yeah but i'm just putting it in i'm just you know we're look we're here for a reason to talk about art and whether it is good. And one of the results of talking about things and, you know, one of the one of the unfortunately, one of the things that happens when you have a conversation, it goes different places. Today, it went to Moroccan peanut tomato soup. I suppose it did. That's fair. Or tomato peanut soup. <laughs> well, do you do you mind if I if I step back into talking about the show? Because I do have. <laughs> Uh, a point about it and i'm not sure how to segue off of the moroccan peanut tomato soup into the show again well we were talking about moroccan here's how you do it you just gotta you just gotta (laughs) bring it back so we're segueing it by going backwards you gotta wiki game it you gotta fast forward in reverse as i said in one of our other episodes right right so yeah so moroccans italy high fashion fashion show brunch t-shirt fabric paints okay Okay, yeah. So one of my favorite things in this episode is like there is this montage of them, you know, quote unquote, making the shirts and they're like cutting up fabric. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. fucking Justin's like prancing around their little workshop with like a bunch of fabric just like wrapped on his head. And like, yep, it's just that it's so clear that they aren't doing fucking anything. And then it hard cuts to this like you know pathetic little walkway in this like empty 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 dead ass mall and (laughs) and there's like two ladies watching the show and then there's like a guy you can see in like in the store behind them watching them from the counter uh next to their runway is a store that's like a vape store i forget what it says but it's like vape menu or something oh my god okay and they come out and they just lean so hard into this fucking bit they're doing all of the poses like we said like they they're like they do all these like goofy smiles and expressions that really like fucking they really make it yeah and um i think my favorite thing is as they're talking to the crowd (laughs) there's a shot there's like a shot of this very very confused looking very old gentleman who looks like he's like 900 years old and he walks right in front of the camera and at one point like almost looks at it and when i watched this the first time i was watching it alone and i started crying laughing at this fucking old dude like i could not handle it i missed that shot Oh my god, it's it's Should so I go watch that shot right now? I'll go watch that shot Please. right now. Okay, one Do second. Do it. <laughs> yeah. It just fucking shows that he's like he's out of focus. He's just he's blurry because it's focused on them on the stage. And he's just like just fucking going and he wanders directly into the shot oh yeah completely it's just perfect that's that's what and you it, want the, the timing too with like justin justin says like uh this is the first day of the rest of, or it's like important that you're here or whatever no, and he then, says because <laughs> i just watched this now he says it's the first day of your life yeah <laughs> and then this old guy's just like it might be the last day of his life fuck 
I hope Dude, he's he, well. He could be dead by now. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> this was filmed in 2017. He could be very dead. So, so, uh, uh, the old man, he's got to be dead. <laughs> okay, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> that would be fair to say if he was like 120 at the time of the filming. Because that, like... He probably cut. He's in the he's in the fucking southeast United States during COVID, I don't know. and he's like in the demographic of the ones that die. <laughs> yeah, those ones. We don't know what's what it is about them, but they seem to all be dying, huh? <laughs> Devin is like losing his mind. <laughs> There's something, there's something there that's making these people die. And we think it's old age, yeah. but we can't confirm it. Well, we're pretty sure it's just old age and nothing else. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <sighs> yeah, so that man, that man became my new favorite part of the episode, too, because I got to make this joke. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Anything else about the fashion oh. show or did we did we belabor that episode enough? I think I think that's enough. I think uh Okay. Man, that that bit though is just it's so good for me, for me in my life. Episode 4, they they go, they talk they talk about one of my personal favorite bands, The Rolling Stones. Oh yes, you love them. You know what? Shout out to our friend Jack McAvoy who likes The Rolling Stones. Hi Jack. Hi Jack. Not yeah. Uh anyway, that's all. Um Merry Christmas. baby (laughs) (laughs) the first thing that popped out to me on this episode was a child out of the womb of its mother no was uh they they keep calling it their tv show yes it's something that they've kept doing and they call the network right (laughs) yeah and it's just like buddy on the phone i think in the in the spa episode they they say that it's for a TV show, but they say it kind of under their breath like they're like, yeah, yeah, a TV. Yeah. But I, I wonder, honestly, if like this might have been shot not to be released on YouTube originally. But it's nothing like it wouldn't have enough material to go on television. What would the point be? I feel like it might have been for. Um, so the McElroy brothers did a TV show based on their podcast. My brother, my brother and me. That stars the three brothers. Okay. And it was like put on CISO, which was this like streaming platform that died almost immediately. Um, And then their show got like put over to another platform and stuff. I wonder if this show was like supposed to be for one of those platforms that then like it just kind of got like put to the side because I can't imagine why this show would take from... 2017 until 2020 to edit it doesn't seem like it would be no it wouldn't no 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 yeah so i wonder if it was like they freed it up in 2020 to have like an extra thing to release like legally freed it up or something maybe yeah who knows yeah interesting some some extra research to do there yeah i don't know if there would even be like the info out on it it's probably you know but uh yeah i wonder like was this always supposed to be on YouTube? It probably wasn't going to be on TV, but it might have been on like a streaming platform or something. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I watched it on my TV. There you go. Using one of the one of the company's products that allows you to watch YouTube on your television. Yeah. I refuse to promote either of those main ones. I used my Nintendo Switch. I like that one. My Nintendo Switch dock is broken. Oh, yeah. You mentioned that. Yeah, it just stopped working. Thanks a lot, Nintendo. Jesus Christ. I'm never going to buy anything else from a different fucking video game manufacturer <laughs> yeah. or company. But at least you Nintendo should. could get their shit together. So the Rolling Stones, they booked the Rolling Stones for $390,000 and change. We'll say and change. Yeah. Um, and change. Not not 400000 Right. Um, so the network, no network, doesn't give them any money. And so they decide, well, we're going to go to the pawn shop which is our first experience with another local business besides Patty at the travel agency. Yeah, interesting that this one doesn't involve travel or hypothetical travel that they never do. 
Right. I mean, you'd think if the Rolling Stones, well, they want private. They specifically want a private one, right? Yeah. I was going to yeah. say, you'd think that if the Rolling Stones were on tour, they could just book a plane to go to wherever they were going. Yeah, yeah. But no, that's not the point. It's a private performance that they want. Mm. So the pawn shop's real. So they take all this shit into a pawn shop. Yeah. And my question is, so we've established that they're real people. You know, they're not actors. Yeah. My question is, do they, does it seem like they just bring it in or do they go ahead in there beforehand and they're like, hey, we want to film a thing in here. We want to like do is we're going to bring in a bunch of junk, blah, blah, blah. The the McElroy's, their their whole thing is like being good at improv. Mm-hmm. So I, I get the feeling that they basically like come in and tell them like the basic premise, but not enough to like make it come through in the scene too much. Right. The one of them, one of the people working at this pawn shop mentions that they're trying to bring the Rolling Stones into to Huntington. Yeah. And I don't know whether that's like from word around town or if that's just like something that they mentioned uh, before they shot the scene. Yeah, I think it wouldn't matter because you could even you could infer like speaking speaking in universe, right? You could infer that like, you know one person like the the worker the employee was there and they're like hey man we're trying to bring the rolling stones here do you want to fucking buy our stuff and then he's like let me get my manager and then the manager comes out and then he's like yeah they're trying to bring the rolling stones you know what i mean like there could be an interaction like that sort of off camera right 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 yeah. or out of scene but yeah yes. anyway so that's cool they get three bucks which seems really low for like like i know they're bringing in junk mostly but like he puts a leaf blower up and they're like we can give you three bucks well that we really they they say that they really want to support and help them get the rolling stones to huntington and they're willing to give them three bucks for what they've got there to help they're nice people you know that's that's the thing they're nice but it's such a small amount that's the thing at what I really like is that at no point does anybody treat these people negatively at all. Oh, it's it's such a like a nice show just in general. It is. And it's it's weird to experience that almost. Mm-hmm. Usually it's you'd a, have like, no, fuck off. You know what I mean? Yeah, it, it's very much something that you can feel in any of like the McElroy shows. Mm hmm. They're very funny, but they're very soft as well. They aren't going to like, you know, they they won't make fun of other people, really. They'll make fun of each other as brothers sure. or uh, their dad on the the Adventure Zone, the show they do with their father. But like, I don't know, they're just not mean people. And it's it's nice and it's rare to see comedy that isn't like mean at all. Yeah, it's it's definitely clean humor. It's all very clean. humor, yeah. which is very good. You know, yeah, there's like. I think they maybe say fuck once and shit twice. Like, it's very, you know. Oh, man. My favorite swear in this show is (laughs) at the end of the cruising episode, the first episode, there's a a long pregnant pause as the boat is, like, kind of sailing away. And you Mm -hmm. just hear Justin in the voiceover say, well, we really fucking did it. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the voiceover where it's just like, okay, well. (laughs) <laughs> it's it's so like weirdly like like why are you swearing there, like doesn't dude? need to be aggressive yeah 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 totally <laughs> so in the end alphonse what happens what are the, what happens with their um private concert so they they get it they get a private concert though i question how private it is because i do see someone in the back of the shot of them at this private concert right the private concert is at their local um, I don't know. Is it a Chuck E. Cheese? I would say this is a great. This is actually a great question and one that I researched in preparation for this conversation. Okay. A quick reminder to the listener that Alphonse gave me this piece, so this was entirely independent research. So apparently, so they, there's like, uh, for copyright reasons, we couldn't, see, we can't show the animatronic <laughs> clockwork rock god group. Yep, and they blur the whole screen. The whole which screen. I love. <laughs> so apparently. Don't laugh too hard at this. Rock a fire explosion was a fictional animatronic character band <laughs> that played in uh, a chain of pizza places called Showbiz Pizza. Oh, or Showbiz Pizza Place or Showbiz Pizza Palace from 1980 to 1992. Ah, yes. 
And after 1992, Showbiz Pizza became part of Chuck E. Cheese. Chuck E. Cheese bought it out. Ah, good old Nolan Bushnell rolled them into the family, eh? Good old Chuckles E. Cheezles. Good old Atari Daddy. Atari Daddy. Uh, <laughs> Which I thought was founder of Atari, uh, Nolan Bushnell, founded Chuck E. Cheese. I think I knew that. I think you told me that. I think you told me that one day back in the day. One day back Probably. in the day. Yeah, one so of those days. A, so that's an interesting thing. That's like a little bit, you know, a little bit before our time. We wouldn't really get yeah. that reference. But regardless, that's like. Well, we didn't have to, right? We didn't have to. Thank God. <laughs> But they would have understood. Like the reason I looked it up was because it was like the description he gave was an obvious enough, like a specific enough description that people who were supposed to get it would get it. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? That like the there's an audience for that that would be like, oh yeah, fucking showbiz pizza, right? Well, and there and there's like specifically a shot of one of these characters with like a plastic see-through tarp over it. So like what and, and they and the character with the plastic tarp over them isn't blurred so like oh i didn't notice you, that if, that's weird <laughs> if, <laughs> it's it's so funny because like the whole shot is blurred except for this character that is then blurred physically by this like unclear plastic sheet and i feel like that would have been enough to be like oh they're talking about uh pizza gate or whatever it's fucking called rather than Chuck E. Cheese's man, yeah, <laughs> that's good. fucking pizza game. Right. Yeah, Ugh. where they fucking mailed all those rich people pizzas and Wayfair cabinets. <laughs> yeah, and they were like, "Wow, this took longer than delivery." I did not. I did not order a pizza. No pizzas were ordered from this address. <laughs> yeah, the governor of Minnesota today coming out and claiming that he did not order a pizza pepperoni or otherwise however an independent investigation has shown that several pizzas were ordered to the governor's primary address in the last year uh anyway, i don't know never mind forget that yeah. hunting episode five hunting yeah well what i love in this show is that they introduce they they introduce these two dwight and justin and you really get a sense of like their friendship. You know, they they hold hands at the end of the fucking fashion show. Yeah. And you're like, okay, these two are like best friends. Right. And then the last episode just takes that and like fucks with it so hard. It just flips it right, just completely flips it over. Yeah. One thing that I really appreciate is like right off of the bat from the start of the episode, you're like, oh, this isn't about hunting animals. This is about hunting people because that fucking painting is like it's the best painting in this show. And it's of a man on a horse and a man dead in the snow. Yeah, well, so they say at the beginning, the most dangerous games, the most dangerous game was a short story written in like the early 1900s, I believe, or the late 1800s. Yeah. You've probably read it. Oh, yeah. You're probably familiar with it. Yeah. So it made me wonder. So I read it in high school you know, for class. And at the time it made me wonder whether people actually do this because it definitely seems like some super, super rich fun activity that like they do with servants where they go out in the fucking jungle and they go, okay, Chauncey, you've got a half hour head start and then we're trying to kill you. Yeah. Or in metalocalypse terms, uh, yeah. uh I would, uh, serpentine if I was you. Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Man, literally serpentine. And so it's like, uh, is it a taste of luxury? Like, that's what it says. It's like, well, in that story, it's that the guy, the rich guy gets tired of hunting animals for sport. Yeah. And he wants something more challenging where there's a chance that he could die also yeah. because humans are clever. Right. Mm -hmm. And so that's really what made me like this. This episode made me revisit the thought of like, people probably do do that. Or have done that. I, I think at any given time, I mean, there's some rich person in like some like horrible place who's doing this. Sure. If, if we're talking about like North America, I think there's at least three people hunting a human at any given time. Really? That, you think that's, that? That's my guess. That's my estimate. Right now? Three people? 
just just cool. disparate situations like not related or anything just i think that that's a good no not in like a competition or a tournament that's a good guess for like i i don't know like uh america like three people yeah so you know it might be different amounts of people being hunted but three people hunting humans three hunters three human hunters yes yes at any given time right do you think that the people know that they're being hunted at any given time well see that here's the thing right i think if they don't know that's just a serial killer right the game's not as fun if they do it's not a game if they don't know it's just murder that's just a murder. Yeah, it's no fun. It's not that's not sporting. It's way more interesting than to me to say at any given time, there are potentially hundreds of people in America or in, in North America who know they're being hunted and are in on the game and and like actively engaging in it. Right, right. Yeah, I guess. But he I mean, they, it doesn't mean they have to be OK <laughs> with it either. It's just like I'm going to hunt you down. Here are the rules. OK, go. You're being hunted. And then it's like, yeah, yeah. Uh, I guess I'm fending for my life now. Yeah, it might just be a fenced in area. They might have them right. in some sort of underground labyrinth. <laughs> there's a lot of cave systems in America. The military, The mil- there's probably like, yeah, military bunkers and shit. Secret special ops <laughs> missions. Yeah, yeah. Like, do we count? Do we count saw shit as this or? You know what? No, you know what? No, I would actually probably say higher. Like, I would say three private interests that are hunting. Right, right. But I would say if there's like a chance that the military, any of the military branches are engaging in this, then that average goes up for sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah. If that's a thing. Anyway, (laughs) if that were a thing. Yeah, that's cool to think about. Who knows? So anyway, so they literally so <laughs> off of that, we know how much we like to talk about the cops in the military and they suck. Yeah. Well, speaking of cops, you know, guys in blue, how about mm-hmm. Papa Smurf? Yeah, how about him, dude? Oh, man, I love that bit because like they're going up to people. So Justin and Dwight start going up to people and offering $37 if someone will let them hunt them and yeah. kill them. Yep. We'll give you 37 bucks. <laughs> they just start asking this of like randos in the park. And uh, I think I think he asks he asks someone and they say uh, not for 37 bucks. And he says, <laughs> just out, just out of curiosity, what is the number? <laughs> yeah. I love that. Well, and then they re- there's got to be a, par- a price point, right? <laughs> What's the number, Devin? For me, um, I don't personally have a number because I'm not I don't believe I'm good enough not to get killed. Right, right. Especially if they have a crossbow. Well, I mean, no, a crossbow is pretty fucking, you know, likely to survive based on the kinds of guns that you could just go buy at that pawn shop that you saw. Yeah, yeah, firearms guy mentions like they literally had assault rifles in like fucking guitar stands like this. Devin is uh, holding up a guitar stand that he has within uh, reach from his desk because, of course, yeah. he does. Of course. There's no guitar on it, but. Yeah. Yeah, poser. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, a guitar stand. You play guitar? That's so cool. Helps me get all the chicks to have the guitar stand around. The Walmart rocker brand guitar stand. Yeah, you get all the chicks when they're like, oh, that's a pretty shitty guitar. It doesn't even have six strings. <laughs> <laughs> oh man good times uh, yeah classic fuck fucking idiot anyway <laughs> so yeah then they they go up to this guy this older man and <laughs> this guy apparently is papa smurf and they ask him if they can kill him and he starts talking to them about like charity work he does and shit yeah <laughs> And they talk to him and Justin is like, so you're a sweet older gentleman who helps kids out of the kindness of his heart. And we would like to pay to kill you <laughs> like or something like that. And it's like, maybe not that guy. <laughs> yeah, maybe they should just fucking let him keep doing what he's doing, you know? Yeah. So they they end up, I suppose the bargaining scene in this is that they end up sitting down and they're talking to each other and they say. <laughs> at this rate, we might just have to hunt each other. And they slowly look at each other. And then it just cuts to them drawing straws. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then, of course, Justin gets a short straw. And in the end, so uh, so the actual hunting scene was fine. It was just like, you know, a pretty typical, like, two people going through the woods. 
what I like in it is Justin being like, like, oh, he doesn't have the guts. He's he's not going to fucking pull the trigger. <laughs> he won't do it like to himself, muttering to himself as he like wipes mud on his face. And then like two seconds later, he's crying. And then through two seconds after that, he's like, oh, Dwight, don't go over here. There's there's thorns over here. <laughs> he's like yelling to him. They care about each other. <laughs> they care deeply. And then, you know, they they encounter one another and Dwight may or may not take the shot. And then he doesn't want to take the shot. And then there's a classic thing of you better fucking do it. Don't you dare do me like this. You get me all the way out here, blah, blah, blah. You better kill me. You better fucking kill me. You better do it. And I like that. It's like it's based around like our show is going to be bad. Like he's not. Yeah. yeah, Oh, kill me. Kill me. He's like, oh, the show's going to fucking suck. You've got to do it. This is classic Dwight. We've done. Yeah, we've built this all up. Like, come on. (laughs) And so I do like that. He takes a shot. Yeah. You know, the the classic thing, like the friendship falling apart at the end is a a bit of a trope that they lean into, Mm -hmm. um, which is good, I think. Yeah. Well, I I think it's it's leaned into well here because it's like, you know, it's not the most narrative show really but i like that right this yeah. is really the payoff the conflict of like their whole friendship throughout the whole show so far it's like just this, this is the, you this you cannot get the taste of luxury if you don't shoot me with this bow right now <laughs> yeah yeah you know just walking through the woods with a crossbow looking for me is just hide and seek while holding a crossbow you have to shoot me <laughs> in order to get yeah. the taste of luxury yeah, yeah, of course. That's really it. Yeah, you've got to get it. And just Justin just wants Dwight to be happy up until the point where he gets shot, and he's that that scene of them like saying goodbye to the audience at the end like kills me because Justin is doing such a good job of pretending to be like losing blood and like not actually there in the moment. Maybe he actually got shot in the leg for it. Maybe. Maybe that's a real wound. I really doubt it. I really doubt it. Justin's kind of a baby. So is it good? So Devin, is it good? <laughs> well, Alphonse, you know what? Let me let me tell you, dude. Um, it's definitely a genre, right? It's definitely like a type mm-hmm. of mockumentary that does this. It has the this very awkward, cringy humor. I mentioned the like Zach Galifianakis vibes. It's very my style of humor. It's very dry. I mean, Dwight even looks like Zach Galifianakis. I know. I know he does. Well, yeah. I mean, you know, does every portly man with a full beard kind of look like Zach Galifianakis? Yes. Yes. But, <laughs> but that's just because that's just because it's a kind of character and he plays the same kind of character, right? Yeah. Yeah. So subjectively, like I thought it was funny. I thought it was good. The writing was funny. Um, I do like improv. Mm-hmm. As far as like mechanically, I didn't really feel like there was anything special about the direction or the camera work. You know, it was very much just like this genre of thing. It was very, it was almost like a trailer park boys kind of a trailer park boys type vibe where a couple of idiots like try to make it big. That type of production kind of. That kind of production. Yeah. Except in this, it's just a taste of making it big. It's not trying to make it big, really. It's like, let's just have a, so Original premise, original situations, not like terribly original kinds of humor or jokes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But I thought that like they used, it seemed like they used what they knew, which I appreciated. Right. I think what like what I really enjoy is like the nuances of like how long the camera will like linger on someone's expression. Yeah. 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 Which is, you know, very much of that genre still. I just feel like they do. They do a really good job of it. I agree with that totally. Like, yeah. it's, you know, Portlandia, very similar vibes to that. Like, this yeah. is... It's good editing. It is good editing. Um, and I guess yeah. that's, you know, partly partly direction, partly editing. It's all made by a couple of people, right? So... Yeah. Yeah. So, objectively, I think I'm going to give it a 7.5. Okay. Because I think that it's doing everything that it does well. Um, mm-hmm. But I don't think it's doing anything particularly new yeah you know what i mean it's like it's it's trying to do something in the genre and it does everything well and the premise is funny and yeah that's fine yeah i think i think i would like i'll probably fall similarly there yeah i think that's very apt 
I think like as I was watching it, I didn't find myself laughing out loud a whole bunch. Mm-hmm. There really is this is kind of pulling back the curtain a little bit, mm. but it is something that as we do the podcast, I'm realizing more when I have to take notes of something, I feel like I miss something always. I feel yeah, like yeah. even if I pause something, even if I look away and I feel like it consistently detracts for me. Mm. And so not that that's to say like I didn't enjoy it, but it's something that I'm becoming more aware of right? when it comes to my subjective ratings. So I'm going to give this a... <laughs> If I could give between a 7.5 and an 8, I would, but I won't. I'm going to go I'm gonna, I'm going to go with an 8 for me, I think. For uh subjective? For subjective. A 7.5 for objective and an 8 for subjective because nice. it is my kind of thing and I'm just kind of like taking into consideration the fact that like I had to look away or I was typing something out and wasn't like fully I might have missed a joke here and there or something like that you know what I mean yeah I mean like the like the old man and stuff like stuff that's not even right a spoken joke but it's clearly it's like an editing joke yeah yeah exactly I think that's important yeah and those are jokes that I really like that's that's my kind of thing so it does get a fairly good score from me so coffee cream another coffee cream nice I like coffee cream. I'll I'll fucking fill up my fridge with coffee cream. I've got some in mine right now. Two cartons, I think. There you go. You're set. Yeah, I drink a lot of coffee. I'm pretty set. I had three coffees today. Feel good. What about you? I had half of an iced coffee today because I shared it with <laughs> my girlfriend. I meant what about your review? But yeah, that's good. What kind <laughs> of iced coffee? Was it like a from place or did you make it? Uh, So I make my own. I use uh, one of the the reverse gravity espresso machines like the ones where it's it comes out the top oh yeah yeah. <laughs> um, yeah i use that i let it sit for a bit and then i do i pour that over ice with some cream and just a little bit of that like coffee mate vanilla type stuff nice yeah that's uh, not because it's my favorite but because Alyssa likes it right on sometimes yeah. uh, lately if i've been having a nice coffee i put a little bit of maple syrup in it Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, That's what I use to uh, sweeten iced coffee if I'm not putting, like, you know, another cream thing. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. What about your review, though? (laughs) Ah, yeah. So my review. um, Yeah, I think a 7.5 is, like, very apt. I think it's, like, you know, it's doing this genre, and I think it's doing it quite well. You know, it, it sets its own rhythm. It's not changing, like, the formula of this type of comedy all that much. Mm hmm. But it's it's just solid in that way. And then I'm a big fan of like the McElroy's in general. Justin is actually like Justin is my favorite in terms of jokes. I think Griffin's my favorite in terms of delivery. Okay, but yeah, I think I and I think that they just Dwight and Justin have like this chemistry together that like reminds me of of you and me. And, you know, that's really that's really enjoyable, especially in a comedy. Like, it's just this very, like... It's just enjoyable to see. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. It just, it's heartwarming and, and funny. <laughs> you know, I really appreciate that style of, like, very nice comedy that's still funny, you know? Like, it's it doesn't right, lose any right. impact from being soft and, and kind. And that's something I really appreciate. Yeah. Yeah, so I think I'm going to end up like at the same place as you nice like a 7.5 objectively uh an eight yeah an eight subjectively as well okay so coffee creamer yeah we're we're just stocking that fridge full you know we've we've really been on the same page lately about things it has me worried for the future (laughs) yeah we're gonna i get we'll have to quit the podcast for like a month or two and then like come back well, look, I fucking tell people like check it out, like it's really good because we always disagree on stuff. But lately, we've been we've been on the same wavelength, buddy. Oh man, I listen to this podcast. All they fucking do is jerk each other off and talk about how they like shows because it reminds them of themselves. Yeah, shut the fuck up, Kyle. We don't jerk each other off. It's video call. Man, I'd be impressed if Kyle was still watching, or right. listening, listening. Nah, forget it. <laughs> Thanks very much for listening, folks. Uh, if you have seen taste of luxury if you're a fan of the McElroy family of 
content or the McElroy family of people, uh, let us know. <laughs> what if you hate them? Do you think I'm wrong? Do you think Justin McElroy is actually one of the most attractive men you've ever seen? I think he has, you know, Sexy he does man. refer to himself as an it boy in this. <laughs> let us know. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at is this art good? Uh, is this art good at gmail.com? Also, Apple Podcasts. Yes, Apple Podcasts. It's it's an app where you can listen to podcasts if you have an Apple. Uh, an Apple a day keeps the doctor away and keeps the podcast closer to you. Uh, rate review on that. We would actually like a nice written review. Devin and Alphonse <laughs> are stupid. Five stars. That's all you need to write. Like that's four, five words and a one, two clicks because there's probably like a submit click. You can write the meanest fucking thing about us, but make sure you click five stars. Here's the thing. If I'm writing something, if, if I'm writing a review about anything, it's because I've felt strongly about it. Yeah. And why would I not give something five stars that made me feel strongly in the first place? Because that's really what it's about. You can give something a one star, right? Right. But we are here to make people feel a way about a piece of art. <laughs> and so if we have made them feel a way about a piece of art, we've done our job and we should get five stars. <laughs> sure yeah. you can't say you can't look look i'm telling people to review but you can't say one star i didn't agree with the review that's the fucking that's counter to the whole thing yeah i suppose so that's kind of anti-criticism it then it's like send me an email talk to me about it start the conversation i just don't like their personalities way more valid give us one star for that yeah devin's stinky um I would like to uh, do a little call to action. Everyone, please write us five star reviews, but just write the fucking nastiest, most horrible shit about us that you can think of. Like, I want I want to throw up on my computer. Yeah, like, I don't want nothing racist, please. No, 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 no racism, please. Or sexism or yeah. any ism. No isms. Except communism. To call us communists, that'd be funny. <laughs> Accurate. <laughs> okay, politi- political isms are allowed. No, they're not actually. Never mind. No, 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 no. No, no, no. <laughs> no. Uh oh god, we're digging ourselves a hole. And we're also not yeah. going to be giving any any examples of things. So anyway, uh that's all. See you next week with our review of Cosmic Encounter. Yes, a board game. Thank you.